0: It was in the same menu where the church was being built. And the minister went there and said, why are you people spending money on a ministry that does not belong to our brother? It's a church. It is a church being built. And the minister said, the ministry does not belong to our brother. So I felt like asking, which imam has this ministry? Or is it, is it, is it one Buddhist that owns the ministry? Or what? Because if it is a Christian, then what makes him not your brother? I told you, listen, I can't tell you what's going on in the West, in the Middle Belt, or in the North. I've been living in Enugu for the last 16 years. Most of my adult working life, I mean, until I came to Enugu, I was still training one way or the other, even though I graduated, but I was in my postgraduate and all of that. When I started working, it was in Enugu. So, so I can tell you everything I've seen. So when anybody comes and comes making noise for me to divide the country. I know he's talking nonsense. Because he does not even know where to start the division or to end the division. He doesn't know where to start it or to end it. No. Listen, forget the people outside. My message is to those who are inside Christians. The problem God has is when one of his own leaders can utter that statement and say, This ministry does not belong to our brother. Sorry, they were not raising money to build it somewhere else. They were building the church right here in Enugu. And I'm not aware that people can carry church when they are when they are Indian, like it's the apostle came it. we are living, we are angry with the Enugu people. Carry our church. Let's that village <laughs> again. We'll not carry it all to, all, all, all to Delta State. Say so the church we built in Enugu. That's not doable. Yet a Christian opens his mouth and says. This ministry does not belong to our brother. I'm giving you his words exactly. And you still think Islamic headsmen are your problem. I'm sure you don't think so anymore. He said, nevertheless, when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? That's what I'm talking about. That's why I'm preaching the pursuit of God. Because I realized. In fact, you know, (laughs) one of our brothers, one day was talking with me. He said, when he saw what an um, his colleague in the office had done with his money on the earth. That the guy told him he had been able to amass a million dollars. He said he ran down home and told his wife, Ah, okay, what have we been doing? Have we, have we been able to amass a million dollars, so to speak, in heaven? So he called me, he told me, he said, Ah, he has to become aggressive towards preaching the gospel that if people who love money can be this aggressive and gather money like this, those of us who claim to believe in Christ, how aggressive are we in spending money in propagating his truth? He didn't go there and say, how much money do I have? No, 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 no. He went and said, eh? So people can love money this much. Do I love God this much? What I'm trying to say so far is to let you know that, now please, I'm not saying this is a bad way. I want to just make you more serious with life, okay? You are on your own. Honestly, you don't know who is with you. That's what what I'm going to get to. I looked around and discovered that many Christians just come to church and just pretend. They just come to church to pretend. Everybody say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It shall be well with Nigeria. It shall be well with Ni- Nigeria. They display it. This whole night we are praying for the country. It shall be, begin to pray. It shall be well with Nigeria. My wife, I hope you have my children's visa ready. It shall be well with Nigeria. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that is, they are praying and praying, but they have no expectation. And when the Son of Man returns, he doesn't find face on the earth. So it's not well with the country. One area where I really, 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 really wish the president had done differently. And I still pray that he can repent and still do it right. He's in the area of government of, officials going abroad for healthcare. That's one area where I wish he had, he had done differently. Does everybody say, in this country, we shall live together and die together. I don't care if he imposes a whole hospital to treat himself. But it's being here that they will treat him. I wish he had done that one. Why am I saying so? Many look. <laughs> there are pastors that preach in Nigeria, and they fly in weekends to preach. They've located their wives and their children in the UK, in America. They will collect ties, first fruits, and everything to buy the tickets to be flying up and down. Come to Lagos, come to wherever Abuja, Port they No good. I'm just naming cities so that I won't be naming anybody. To preach, but they are hiding. So let us pray. God said, "Shh, zip your mouth." I don't want to hear you pray. Because you have prayers without hope. I would just like to tell the story of my friend Pastor Corey. Listen. I told you before that the day before the election, the election of uh, the last election, he and I went for a funeral of our, one of our senior brothers in Akure. And we finished on Wednesday. And he was rushing back to get to Sokoto by Thursday. He said because by Friday... The roads will be too jam packed. The flights will all be booked. I told me later when he got to Sokoto, when he got to Abuja, he couldn't even find the flight going to Sokoto anymore. All the flights were booked, so he had to charter a taxi to take him. It's eight hours drive, non-stop dri- driving by the Hausa man. If it's an Ibo man, Yoruba man, it's ten hours. When a Hausa man, they drive him eight hours. No, no, Hausa man never drive before. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That guy just drive like, I like here. What is he going like this? <laughs> it's eight hours drive. Now, what am I talking about? He said, I need to get back to my base before things start. So I have to be back at home. He, fr- he knew people. They had begged him, "You come over here." He said, "No, I can't." Okay, send your wife and your children. He said, "When you send the flight tickets for all the wives and the children in the church, let's talk." Of course, they couldn't do that. They would call me and say, I should send my wife and children. All these people that I'm passed over, where would I send their wives to? Where would I send their children? Those are people that pray and God hears. <laughs> Those are people that God will stop at their doorsteps and say, this is what I'm about to do. What do you have to say? And they will say, ah, oh, Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? They are the ones that will pray and God will say, Okay, what do you want me to do? And they will discuss. I realize that many Christians have. I'm not saying this to criticize anybody. I'm trying to lift you up to let you know you make up your mind. Do you want to walk with God or you don't want to? And if you want to, please get ready. That's what I'm preaching. If you want to walk with the Lord, get ready. Get ready. God didn't. I like what one brother, one of our brothers said. He said, God did not send Jesus down to the earth. To bring prosperity to the earth. He sent him down. To bring man back to God. So let us know. What are you facing? The prosperity that Jesus brought us as on aside, side. Or the main reason he came. Following God. I will be honest with you. Is not always easy. Oh naturally speaking. God will make your friends. Earn 20 times more than you. Using the same skills. Please I am preaching to you. Please Look if you want to be serious. I'm not I've realized that. Ah, you hear Christians talk. Not, you know. I said you know, I said I felt like going to God. I said, Lord, I'm very sorry. Did I ever think you were the one that was not faithful? I'm sorry, you. Because I realized that God is faithful. Very, very faithful. But we have been utterly faithless as a people. So my preaching today is to call those who are ready to follow Him. To get their loins like the Bible will say. Tighten their belts. And say we are ready to go. Following God is not always easy. Paul had to let... Go and read the mark of apostleship in the scriptures. When Paul was describing what made him an apostle. He wasn't talking about how much money the church was able to gather for him for him to retire. These days when pastors are retired. I'm not saying it's bad you know. I'm just telling you being a pastor now is sweet. He said, the retired pastor with duplex, 100 naira, and life, life salary. Praise God Lord for it too. I'm not saying it's bad. But Paul said, you want to know whether I'm an apostle? Let me show you the number of times I was beating 39 lashes. You want to know whether I'm an apostle? 48 hours I was floating because we had a shipwreck. I was floating in the deep. Many days I went without food. I traveled at odd hours Odd roads at the risk of robbers. That's not the one that pains me. It's the false brethren that appears. <laughs> Paul said, That's you want to know my apostle? That's how I show you I'm an apostle. The Jews have grabbed me and beaten me. They stoned me. Thank God for the fact that I had the revelation of resurrection life. When they finished stoning me, I died. Then they abandoned my dead body. I shook my head and got up again. So you want to know what I'm an apostle? That is what an apostle is. He now said, none of these things move me. No man of God, if, if offering is not complete. <laughs> apostle feels provoked. You know that kind of thing. That's modern-day apostleship. When the Philippian church sent him an offering. Paul had reached a point in his life. He said, Whether you send it or not, I feel the same. My nutrition is the same. My sleep is the same. Why am I excited you send me money? He says, For your own good. You have proved to me again the genuineness of your love. So I was looking for a reason to pour a blessing on you, now I have found. He now said to them, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. That it was not for my good. It was for your good that you sent that offering. He had gotten to that point. He said, How why is it like that? He said, I've learned how to be the same no matter what the circumstances are. I'm not talking about serious apostleship. I'm talking about Christianity, real Christianity, because I've discovered <laughs> that you know what the Lord is doing. God said, Look, your churches are full. <laughs> he said, Vanky, but He's impressing you. Let me show you my angle of it. Because there are churches that are a hundred thousand people in number. I can't count 50 people I can count on. But there are a hundred thousand. Massive buildings. Five services. Say, but I walk through the midst of them. I can't count 50 people that I can say are genuine believers who are walking by faith. I can't count. Say stop fooling yourself. There are many people who are going to church. Churches are full of Sundays on Sundays. The churches are not full. The entertainment centers are full. Yes, I know. The encouragement centers are full. I know. Do you know why many people go to churches in Nigeria? is feel it's free psychiatry treatment. Yes, I'm not kidding. What many pastors do in Nigeria? You go to Europe. You go to America. You pay psychiatrists to do it. Today we're chatting with our brethren. Something led to it. I found out that in the NHS, the, the, the health insurance scheme, that the health health system in the UK, that you are allowed ten minutes with your doctor per visit, per problem. If there are two problems you are allowed to discuss only one. If your eye is paining you and your toe is paining you, you choose the one you want to discuss for that day. I was surprised, I learned it today. That you can only discuss one. Because by law the guy has ten minutes. Why? The other people queuing up. You're not the only sick person in this London. But you know, if pastor says it's only 10 minutes, he said that pastor does not care. So in Nigeria, who won't go to the hospital. You go and see the pastor. One hour. You're a member of the church. After all, you pay, you just, just come with your tight booklet if you want to be sure your time will be complete. When he wants to talk, drop your tight booklet in front, Oga. Okay? And they pay regularly. Waiting. Work for your money. Believe me, many people who go to church in Nigeria they don't believe anything. It's a good social center. It's a good networking base. That's why you meet people that can help your business grow. That's what we do. They will not say the chairs are full on Sunday. God said I have been to a few of those services. You know what I said? What did I say? A few. God said I have been to a few of those services. There are not fifty Christians. I know there are one thousand there, but there are not up to ten people that believe. Ah, but my, that man of God they preach God said, Come, Apostle, let me show you. Even he does not believe. Then when he's calling somebody one day, the Lord will connect the phone to you, or you'll be hearing. And I say, eh, this country is dead. Ah, me, I've been saving dollar, and my children are going to Australia. Useless country. Now wow. Hey, let's keep preaching. At least if we don't preach, the tithe will not come in, the offering will not be complete. On Sunday, somebody shout hallelujah. At that time, God has leaked his secret to you. You are looking at him like this. <laughs> somebody say, After me, this year is my year. You are looking at him, he say, Oga. You are wishing you could broadcast him on the TV screen of the church for everybody to see that. He too does not believe. It may sound like a joke. I am convinced at least 85% of pastors fall in that category, they don't believe. They don't have more faith than the people around. They don't believe. Oh, it is sad they don't believe. But then, my judge this season, I looked and said, God. It looks like the number of prayers that are entering heaven, where it's coming from, is so few, and we are wondering why He's not been answering. If faith, I was. I told I was talking with somebody. I said, the way you are talking, sir, you don't pray for this country. He said, we pray. You should be here when we are praying. I said, But, sir, your faith, your prayer is without hope. You have no expectation. Prayer that's not not based on faith, that doesn't have an expectation, has no effect. Most Christians pray, they say they are praying for the country. What are they saying? God, please, in charge, everybody raise your hands. Father, we are praying for Nigeria. Let there be peace in Nigeria. And they're under their breath. Please, Lord, you know I've been waiting for my visa now. Let it come quickly so I can escape from all this wahala. <laughs> there are people that shouldn't bother praying. They are, you know, because if there are five people, God says there are five levels of faith coming up. But when they are like 50 and 45 are grumbling, you know what happens? God, that is the whole place is a mess. And you know darkness has this problem. It has a way of making sure light doesn't have effect. We've talked about it before. I'll talk about it as we are going on again. Why in life you must separate light from darkness? Darkness chokes the power of light. We used to think that light comes and darkness goes away. No! It's not true. When light comes, darkness says, "Uh You have come. Let's see who we win today. God now leaves the person who has both light and darkness to separate the two and cast away darkness. That's what he did. When he said, Let there be light, he now came down. And said, Darkness, move away. You can only show your face during this period. It was telling us, in effect, we children of God, that when I give you a light, you will sit down and filter out the darkness that was there. Because no matter the amount of light you have, if you don't remove the darkness, there will be no effect. Let's get back to that thing we're reading. That Luke chapter 16. He said, And his master prays, verse 8. And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the sons of this age, he says, are more shrewd in relation to their own kind than the sons of light. What is the message I'm bringing from here? A man was being told that his life the way he knew it was coming to an end. He was going to lose his job. He was going to lose his connection. And he said, look, there are just two options I have. I either start digging, or I begin to beg. To dig, he said, I can't. To beg, I'm too too ashamed. I don't have the energy to do the digging. So he began to make plans of corruption to sustain his future. If he was a politician in a country like ours, he probably began to pad the budget, inflate contracts, and start looking for how to... You know, hiding money in Nigeria is very hard now. I hope you know that. Please, if you wanted to steal money, don't bother before. They will catch it. It's so hard now to hide money. If you hide it as cash, thief will collect it. If you put it in the, in the bank, BVN will lock it down. They want to know where they, No, it's so easy to find, catch people in Nigeria now. And if you go and give one bank manager to help you round-trip inside the account, you may all die in the process. That's it. Your money is gone forever. <laughs> what I've told you are realities that happen in Nigeria. Uh-huh. So, the man is making preparations. How do I take care of my future? The reason why I mentioned that politician the correct system is because the Lord Jesus looked at him and said, the, He was talking about the master. That the master said, This man has taken good advantage of his system. He went after the system aggressively and he used it. And he said, Give him a thumbs up. This guy, he's, he's not saying the man is a good man. He's just saying that, Look at his, the system he's under. He's aggressive. He pursued with diligence. He overcame under his circumstances. The circumstances of corruption. He said, but you know what I find? The sons of light, they can't steal. Now, please follow what I'm going to say. They must be faithful in little things. So that I will give them their own. Please follow what I'm going to say. They cannot prepare for the future by stealing from the present. They can't. How are they going to have their own? They must be faithful in little things. They must be faithful, because he said he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. That's Which verse is that? That's verse 10. He said the first person who wants me to give him his own, who wants her own, Must be somebody who is faithful in that which belongs to another person. Are you getting my point here? Please, I want you to follow me. The corrupt man says, My future is determined by how corruptly I act. You're getting my point? So he went and acted corruptly. And the master said, Smart guy. But Jesus said, This is the problem I have. If it was a son of light, he knows he can't steal. If he steals, I call it unfaithfulness, I will not give him his own. But yet he does not act aggressively in the thing that belongs to him. That is, his own principles. In the things of light, they are not aggressive. Let me give you an example. They tell a young woman, or a number of young women in a company, your target to bring in is 10, 10 million naira in the next one month. The bad girls know what to do. You buy nice, clingy skirts. You, know you, know, you know who to call. You know who to visit. You know what to give up. The good girl amongst them, listen to this. He said, no, I can't do that. Too. So they said, how are you going to get your 10 million? Let me just follow you. Let me see what you are doing. Are <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Jesus said, look at this fool. Make up your mind. Because this one following them, you will not do what they are doing. So you are not going to get 10 million. Yes. So what should she do? She should come back home and say, Lord, my target is 10 million. How do I get my own 10 million? You say favor. is what will surround me like a shield that will bring my 10 million in. For that reason, the earth responds to the state of my spirit. So when everybody is dressing up, she's inside the room, confessing the word of God. When they get up out, early, say, I'm not leaving this room until 9 o'clock. From 6 to 9, I will declare God's word. If it does not produce for me, it's because it's not working. Not because I'm slack. Do you get what I'm going to say here? But they don't do it, and they say Christianity does not work. Jesus said, no, your friends, the aggression they have used to pursue their things, you have not used it. They went the bad way aggressively. You have the good way. You are sleeping. Do you get what he was saying here? What was the Lord saying? You want to prepare for your future? I have given you two principles. One, you must be faithful in little. Two, you must be faithful in that which belongs to another person. It must never happen. That your master will say, Come and give account of your stewardship and you will be afraid. What was he saying? It's an aggressive thing you have to pursue. You must pursue it aggressively. I'm saying something here. We talk about economy. We talk about nation. We talk about the, the, the responsibility of believers. Believe me, brethren. There are not too many things God is asking. He says, Show me there's faith in your heart. Use every aggression in your body to prove to God there is faith in your heart. That's it. That's what He's asking for. Use every aggression. I told you about my friend. He prays for the country. He said a church in Cornwall. And people will tell him, do this. Essentially, this is if this is what I want to do, let me do it. Say, so what if he die in the process? Listen. The Bible says this is how they overcame the devil. By what? Huh? The blood of the lamb. The of the lamb. Two? The, the, the word of their testimony. Three? They did not love their lives even when faced with death. Period. That's it. Not preaching the gospel of nobody will kill you. No, no. I told the story. John G. Lake said there was a massive outpouring of revival of the power of God amongst him and his men in South Africa when they were walking there those days. He said, You want to know the secret? He said, Let me show you the secret. One day, money stopped coming in because they used to get sponsors from the United States. People used to send them offerings from the United States. Then somebody spent, sent bad gist about them and the offering stopped. It was God that stopped the offering. But what happened was that men said negative things. People heard negative things about the preachers and they stopped giving money. So there was no money again. So he called all his men back from the bush where they were walking. And he said, this is the situation. So I don't think we can continue to sponsor you guys to go to go and preach. So they told him to step out. They stepped out. They discussed among themselves. They called him back in. When he came back in, they are sat down in a circle with the communion table served in the, prepared in the center. They said, come and serve communion. What is communion about? He said, we are taking an oath to preach unto death. That if it is hunger. We will die there. He said, we only have one request. If we die, come and bury. He said, that, he said that season, I buried 40 something men, women, and children who died from hunger. You think the gospel is the gospel of private jets? That is why we hire comedians to come and few churches. When, last we hear people gather to say, "There's miracle here," when they want to do massive program, let's come to the microphone. Oh, who, hey, hey, I go die again. Hey, everybody go laugh. Hey, yeah, we don't show, we don't show. Guys, I in a day, I in a day. Yeah. As I said, "Just say, come right now." Devil just see me for a night. Say, hey, "Oh boy, how far?" Then I said, hey, they go show, you go see after." Hey, everybody go laugh, morons. How was the church service? It was beautiful. Then we pay plenty money to hire anybody that can sing. Then give Apostle Bounce check. <laughs> if he goes to preach. <laughs> <laughs> and we are wondering why there is no power of God. Why would there be power of God? They, no, they can't be. If you were God, what would you do? When church wants to arrange on church growth, it's branding technique. How to use social media. As as I says social media is bad, I didn't say so. I'm just saying it's not the kingdom of God. They are the other accessories. It's not the core. The reason why we are so aggressive with all of those things is because we don't have power, we are supposed to have power. And Jesus said the reason why we don't have power is that we are not aggressive about pursuing the power. We want to use Coca-Cola method to grow church. When we are not selling entertainment. Are you getting my point? We and Coca-Cola are marketing two different things. Their method must therefore not be our method. So God calls Coca-Cola and says, I see you are not growing. Coca-Cola says, I know what I will do. I will call branding experts. I will pay for adverts. I will do 50 jingles on all the radio stations individually in Enugu every day. And then, Lord, our market will expand. And the Lord says, see, the sons of this world, they are very aggressive. Then they call the people of God. Say, he that is faithful, guys, and I say, okay. How did Coca-Cola make preparation for their destiny? Then we learn Coca-Cola method. God says, look at foolish people. What are the principles of the kingdom? Are you using it? One of them, he said, don't love your life unto death. Don't make decisions on where you will be located based on how much money you will get. I told you, you were saying the other day, when we were talking, that ministry is sacrifice. That ministry is sacrifice. You don't make decisions, where do I locate my ministry? So if you, if you spend this amount of money in VI, investment, the returns will be good. Why do you want to plan this kind of spend this money to plant the same kind of church and go to Bagada? There won't be anything there. And, you, and we make such decisions. And we are wondering why there is no power in the church. There can't be. Listen, I have I've not come to preach the gospel of feel good. I just found out that most people are not serving God. And I want to call those who are willing to please realize that they can't afford to be slack. Please get ready. Hunger, if that is what it takes to enter the kingdom. Learn to fast now. <laughs> are you getting my point? Yes. Learn to manage. Oh God. Open your Bibles to First Peter First Peter chapter three. I want to read something. First Peter chapter one, sorry. My message is titled The Pursuit of God. One of the things my wife and I discussed this this whole season. I said as a business person, you must make up your mind. If I'm going to succeed in life, it must be by grace. If God will not help me succeed by grace, let me fail and enjoy my failure. I'm telling you, there are prayers you must pray as a believer. Honestly. I remember those days in Lagos, I prayed a very interesting prayer. You know, some people would say, well, when I was living in Lagos, he was say, Ah, you're living Lagos, that's where the money is. <laughs> and he used to make me laugh. Because I was born in Nondo State, did my university, University of Benin. NYC went to Taraba. First, I, I did, I worked in Nundu for a year. Went to NYC in Taraba State. After that, somebody took me to Lagos. I, I, and I know it was God now. All right. I stayed in Lagos for like seven years. Did my postgraduate in Lagos University in teaching hospital. And then one day, after praying and everything, literally waiting upon the Lord, let's summarize the whole story. I knew I was coming to Enugu according to divine, divine arrangement. People now said to me that, <laughs> you are leaving Lagos where the action is. You are going to Enugu. Now, in case you are a JJC in Enugu, you know you know what a JJC is in Enugu. Anybody that came the last seven years is a JJC. Yeah, sure. yeah if you came to Enugu the last seven years, you did not see the Enugu before. If Sullivan was in office three years after that, you you uh, been in office three years before you came, you never saw Enugu. If two people that you if you came to Enugu after them, then you are a JJC. Sullivan and Suludo, say so was Suludo in Enugu? No. He told all the banks to open. To so a church that told all of them, open everywhere. Now, if you're in go long before these people, then you know what I'm talking about. There was no comeliness that anybody should desire us. Are you getting my point? Yeah. Now, one day somebody sent me something written by one of their colleagues in the office who was lamenting about Port Harcourt. said they came to do a holiday in Enugu this December. And the children said that they can move down to Enugu. They came from Port Harcourt where children can't run on the road. Our own where women trek at 1 a.m. to go home. We don't nobody ask where they are coming from, and they don't get missing. So, no good that time. That's what I'm trying to emphasize. It was not fine when my wife and I first arrived. We couldn't get a taxi, we didn't know it was possible for a city not to have a taxi. It was a strange thing. It sounds funny now, but then there were no taxis in Enugu. Unfortunately, we didn't know how to move, so we needed a taxi. You stop taxi. Taxi, you go, stop, stop, stop. People, every, you just look at you. Once they are going, they just keep driving. They prefer to be stopping and collecting 10, 10 naira. Just close this door. Drive me to Transekulu now. I was coming from Lagos. No, we couldn't find a taxi. That was Enugu for you that time. When we came. People said, why are you going? To? That's what I'm talking about. People couldn't understand. Why are you going to Enugu? Some people now say, ah, is your wife from there? No, no. So what is taking you to Enugu? People couldn't understand, though. But of course, you understand. If you are sitting down here today, you, under- you understand why I came. But what they did not understand before then, why it wasn't hard for me, was that when I got to Lagos, I experienced a number of things, which I believe is part of the reason why God took me to Lagos. Money being an interesting thing. One of them. I stayed where, around people that were flowing with big cash. My cousin. Do you understand? And I saw how easily men made money. I was a young doctor and I saw how hard it was to make money as a young doctor. We worked three jobs. I never did, trust me. You know, there are things you know banking never did. We worked three jobs, three literal jobs, three. Three! You don't look surprised. (laughs) To earn 15,000 a month. Not times three, it's five times three. Not 15 times three. Yet, I hung around people that they make two phone calls and they make 30,000 naira i hung around people that they just they gave information to moved money up and down about this bought this sold this and in 2 weeks they made 700,000 naira i moved around people that were the 15,000 you earn from three jobs was not enough to buy one pair of shoes for them you needed to work for like 3 months to pay for the shoes Walking three jobs. 45,000 now. 15 times <laughs> Yes. I remember that day I put my foot inside one of the pairs of shoes to check whether it will start moving by itself. <laughs> it did not go anywhere. <laughs> I still remember. And I saw my guys hustling. Young doctors in Lagos, you see him carrying a bag, that is his whole life inside that bag. Everything is there, his book is there. His shoes are there, his shirt, towel, toothbrush, the little money he had, everything was inside there. Because he walk in this hospital, go out to the next one from there. When he gets to the one, he'll come, enter the bathroom, freshen his face, put on a tie, look responsible. Then by evening, goes to the next one, wear a t-shirt and sit down there and sleep and like a goat, hoping there will be no patient at night, that so you can catch a few hours of sleep and start again the next day. After going through all these experiences, I came to a point I said, "vanity upon vanity, all is vanities." Like just after the wind we'll be around on Tuesday, I'll talk about it. So I prayed a prayer. That's where I'm going. I said, "Lord, I have realized in this life that you're the only one that can bless somebody. If you want to bless me, I'm game. If you don't want to, honestly, I will never complain." I told him like that. too. I said, "But in this life, I will never kill myself to be rich. I realize that you can't be rich like that." I read the scripture. He said, Behold, I will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Those are the two reasons why if God at that time had told me to go to abakleki I would have gone. If he had said go to Jalingo, I would have gone. If he had taken me and said you are going to Garabachede, I would have gone. Some of you are wondering, where is Garabachede? <laughs> where is Jonathan? Jonathan will be able to describe it for you. <laughs> it's on the way, he said where I served also, it's on the way. Okay, what about Mutumbiu? Have you been to Mutumbiu before? <laughs> this is a place we went to. I can carry you to other places. Mayo so. you've been there before. On the mountains. Uh-huh, okay. Mayo Daga, Where are all those places? If God said, go to those places. Actually, good enough. I serve there. Believe me, I would have gone. Because I understood a number of things. One, if God doesn't bless you in life, you will not be blessed. And two, I realize that it's the one that co- will cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. So he said, now that we've settled that, what are you going to do? He said, now follow me with all your heart. It's not bribery. It's not if I follow you, you will give me money, Abby. Because no. You can follow me and I kill you. How about that? Until you can say, Lord, okay, if that's the way you want it. You're not ready for him. Now we must follow God seriously. I realize that. Tell your neighbor, you're your own. Now, i want to say something in a very funny way. Tell the person, I'm not even with you. <laughs> if it's your husband, then don't say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not be official. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is that, listen, each person grab on to God seriously. I've realized that not many people are with you. You will quarrel with people. Get ready for it. People will get up and start talking. They expect you to talk like them because you're a prayerful man too. And you say, Sorry, I have a different persuasion. You say, Yes, Southern man, you should be cursing Buari every day. But you know that God says, If you do, I will personally punish you in 2017. That's the word of God. I'm not joking about that. I'm going to hold all of you responsible for the man's failure. You have enough sense to know that you have more power than he has through your prayer and working with me. I'm not here to discuss economics. I'm not here to discuss politics. I'm here to discuss faith. If my country will go well, it's because you and I held on to God by faith. I tell you, open somewhere. Did you read it? First Peter chapter one. Listen to this. First Peter chapter one, please. Please, for time's sake, I will jump, but I'd really like to back up from verse three. He said, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope." Through the resurrection of Christ Jesus, alright? To obtain an inheritance unperishable, undefiled. Reserved in heaven for you who was protected by the power of God. Now verse 6. He said, in this you greatly rejoice even now. Now notice this. Even though now for a little while. Tell your neighbor it's just just for a little while. He said, for a little while if necessary you have been distressed by various trials. What is the reason? so that the genuineness of your faith, some Bible use the word proof, but literal Hebrew says, in Greek says, so that the genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, that's the gold, your genuinen- the genuineness of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let me stop reading here. Listen, what I'm going to say it's in the time of adversity, in the time of distress, that the faith of individuals are proven to be genuine. Are you getting my point? Yes. If you want to hold on to God, do like Job. You know what happened to Job? He said, even though he slays me, I will still trust him. That's what God is asking you for. Become dogged. Even though he slays me, yet I will trust him. Later on, we'll talk about how to feed our faith. We need to. We need to. We need to. The reason why faith... Please go and listen to our series. We talked about it a bit that time. Uh, What's the name of that? We're talking about faith being a substance. Spiritual substance. Last year or the year before? Last year. Total faith and then the pursuit and use of faith. Yes. Please listen to the series. All right? I explained that faith has to be fed. The reason why faith is often weak is that it's not eating proper food and it's being wasted in nonsense WhatsApp chat groups. One of the most dangerous weakness of faith these days is Facebook and WhatsApp. My colleagues in the office, I told you, they created a chat group. I stayed with them for like a month. I told them, if you guys don't have any other thing to say, I'm leaving. And I left. I saw one of my colleagues yesterday. Overhand, a long time we were talking. He talked about the problems in the hospital. And I said, I asked him, are you in that chat group? He said, those people, He said, I don't know how adults can gather and they can't bring out something reasonable. I said, God bless you, sir. We are together. (laughs) He said, I don't read it. He said, you come, you see 300 messages, you open it. Nonsense. He said, they cannot provide a solution. I said, remember when I said, he said, yes, I remember. When you said we should gather, gather together, put some money together and do this and that. He said, they will not listen. He said, I don't read their messages anymore. I said, it looks like we are together. If you're in church groups that are inciting you against the government, leave. Your faith, look, your faith is going. If you're in church group telling you rubbish, explaining why your problem is other people, just leave. And if you go to a church where they are teaching how to kill your enemies, if you live beyond this year, the grace of the grace of God on your head eh, is strong. Call the arrows you fired since three years ago. They have been circulating. They go. So, don't say I didn't want you. Whatsoever a man shows, shows, that he shall reap. Oh. Those I did not warn you. All those things, 2017, <laughs> it's a year of multiplication. No? All the bad, bad prayers will be multiplied, and the good, good ones too will be multiplied, though. Just make sure that what is multiplying back for you is good. Mm. I'm not joking, no. When you get to church, your pastor starts in the head. Say, all oh, my enemies, you wait that? Just say, Pastor. Me and my family, will see you when you have repented. I am not joking. Start missing church. Go for Bible studies during the week when nobody is praying fire, fire prayer. I'm serious. I'm very, 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 very serious. Don't joke with your faith. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence. When somebody's telling you that you are not the cause of your problem, it is them. Just know he doesn't want you to multiply and increase this year. Let me end my message there. Let's ask our Let's go home. I hope I've made any sense to you. What I've tried to do is to get people ready to follow God, no matter what. Let's give a lot of thanks. Let's say, Father, I thank you. Now, let's begin to dedicate ourselves. Lord, I want to walk with you. That's what this is about. That is what this is about. That is what this is about. Say, Lord, I want to walk with you. Say, Lord, I want to walk with you. By faith. I renounce every distraction. Let my life be a platform for the demonstration of your faithfulness. Yeah, that's a good prayer. Say, Lord, let my life be a platform for the demonstration of your faithfulness. A place where you will demonstrate your faithfulness. I know you are faithful. I'm just asking you for power to walk faithfully with you. That all the things that the world, are, people are moving around with in the world, I won't move around with them, I won't hold their opinions. I will be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will not be conformed to this world. Where they are saying the source of economic difficulty is, I say no, it is not there. It's from the realm of the Spirit. For that reason, the solution is in the realm of the Spirit. And I will focus on that word. Say, Lord, in the midst of recession, you will show yourself to be faithful in my life. But no matter what, Father God, I will not disobey you. I will not go against you. Please pray that prayer. It's very important. That is a prayer. Say, this year is my year of walking closer with the Lord. It's my year of walking closer with the Lord. It's my year of walking closer with the Lord. It's my year of walking closer with the Lord. Say, Lord, it's my year of walking closer with you. Say, Lord, I know other things will be added to me. But my primary concern is that I will seek you. Pray like David. Say, my soul will follow hard after you. My soul will cling to you. They ask Peter. To whom shall you go? Jesus Christ asked him. No, he said, Are you not going to? He answered, To whom shall we go? The Lord Jesus was asking him. He said, You have the words of eternal life. Say, Lord, I'm not going anywhere. Say, Lord, I'm not running to America. I'm not even running to Nigeria. I'm not running anywhere. I'm running to you. I'm running to you. And you can keep me anywhere you want. I'm not changing my job because I'm looking for prosperity. No. I'm looking for you. Take me to wherever you want me to be. Let grace manifest in my life this year. Say, Lord, manifest grace. Manifest grace for me. Say, Lord, this year I will be filled with the knowledge of your will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. More than ever before, I will walk in a manner worthy of you. I will please you in all respects. I will bear fruit in every good work and I will increase in the knowledge of God. Now I give the Lord thanks. Say Father, we thank you. Say Lord, we thank you. Now just say after me saying the, the name of Jesus. Thank you for a new year. Thank you for increase. Thank you for truth. Thank you for a closer walk with you. you say, I determine. I determine in, this new year, in this new year, I will walk closer with the Lord. Say, I, I determine. And I consecrate, myself. I consecrate and myself. And I ask the Lord for his help. I, I say, this is, my this is my desire. A closer walk with you, Lord. A walk with you. Say, a closer walk with you, Lord. A, walk, with you. a walk in faith. A walk in faith. A walk in faith. A walk in which my life life is a demonstration of the faithfulness of God. Say, I receive that power. I receive that that ability. In the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. Father, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we have prayed.